And my yeah, all my alarms are turned off. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, hi guys. What's Hello. up? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Caffeinated Christians. Caffeinated Christians. Caffeinated Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, welcome to Caffeinated Christians, and we're very excited to be here this morning talking to you all. Um, it is almost eight thirty. No. It is. Eight seventeen. Eight seven is it's almost eight thirty. <laughs> Whatever. It's almost 8.30. You're right. I'm sorry. It's closer to 8.30 than it is to 8 o'clock. Anyways, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we are excited to start a brand new series today, guys. I'm really looking forward to this, and I want to share a little of the heart behind Shelley Wiss in this series and what that's going to look like. And so, we, I feel like as a people and as a generation, have done a really great job at pushing sin under the rug and hiding it and not talking about it. And also... Um, learning that sin is, certain sins are really bad, but not understanding why they're bad. Um, or maybe not even understanding what is it sin, or not even understanding that what we are feeling or what we are doing is sinful in nature. And so I, um, I want to speak into that, and I want to bring people on the podcast that have, have dealt with that, and kind of bring those things to light and expose them, um, which is what the Lord does, um, with our sins. And so I'm really excited to bring new people on the podcast and to talk about it and to talk about um, what we deal with and what we struggle with and how we can handle and how we can get better and how we can not fall down um, and go into the pit and not all these things. I want us to um, learn how to handle our sin um, in a godly manner. Um, Also, I got two special people on this podcast with me today starting off this series with me. I got Holly that y'all already know. Say what's up. What's up? And then we got Gracie over here. Hello. Who is brand new to the podcast. She's amazing. <coughs> She's designed the cover art for the podcast. And um, for for each series, she will design a new piece of cover art for our Instagram at Kathleen Christians Podcast. And Gracie, why don't you tell the podcast a little <laughs> bit about yourself? Um... I am about to turn 16. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. Thursday. I enjoy art, clearly. I make the cover art. Um, I like to box, and I like dinosaurs a lot. Yeah, we love we dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> Gracie Dinosaur. is, she's, a, she's learning to animate. She wants to be an animator. Right. And she's incredible at drawing and all the things um she's a nine wing eight eight yeah why did you say i don't know nine wing eight we think on the enneagram obviously she's not 18 yet so we can't really for sure for sure say anything like that um she's a really great boxer she said that i've been going to boxing with her and she's fantastic um she's really good at brazilian dance fighting (laughs) (laughs) just kidding guys just kidding and she's, like, the essence of just a bubble. Like, she's very quiet, very chill. So, that's, like, the greatest bubble. example. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. I'm impressed. You are, like, a bubble. Thank you. She's, but, like, a bubble. But you're not, like, I can't just, like, go and pop you. Again. Yeah. That's not, like, It's, like, but it's like a, a cool bubble, bubble that, like, when you press it, it, like, goes in. It's, like, Yeah, and then it just, like, it comes yeah, back comes back. It's, like, that's a bubble very in a fairy garden. Strangely... 
Accurate. I'm good at these things. So Gracie's here with us. She's also also a fun fact that we didn't give. Gracie's my younger sister. That's why we I know her. And oh yeah, we're here. related. We're related. I'm... What? We're blood related. Oh same God. DNA. We're blood related. Um, yeah, as, she's... as most people are. Okay. So yeah, she's <laughs> the best. I'm so excited she's here. She's gonna say a lot of great things today. So. Anxiety. What's up with anxiety? Why are we talking about anxiety? And also, why is that considered a sin? These are all questions that have probably gone through your head. If not, they're definitely there now. So, (laughs) So, um, we're talking about anxiety because the three of us all deal with anxiety on a daily basis. And we all deal with it very differently and we all have it very differently. Um... We've all dealt with it for a very long time, and so I thought, you know, these are great women that want to speak into anxiety and talk about it. So I want to want want us to share about that. But the big thing that's been going through my head is because I knew that we were supposed to do anxiety the first week for Shirley Sin, but I was like, hold on, is anxiety a sin? Is like that technically a sin? Like why would that be a sin? And I, so I was praying into it. And I was asking the Lord to give me wisdom, and it hit me like. Anxiety is when we are out of control or we are not trusting the Lord. That is what anxiety is. That is usually why it comes about. It's when we are not trusting or we are afraid. We feel lack of control in our lives. Um, And so we got two control freaks in the room. Um, Holly and I are major control freaks. And so that is, I can vouch for me, that is definitely one of the things that I struggle with when I I don't have anxiety. I'm not in control. And I feel that that is not giving God the authority and the power that he deserves uh, when we allow our mindset to go there and we allow our bodies to cripple is when we do not give the Lord the divine authority that he has to control our lives and to make our lives good and whole and for his glory and us trusting him. Um, Holly described it as temporary atheism because it's not believing that the Lord can do what he can do. Um, And so that is why we believe it is considered a sin, but a sin that we all struggle with in different ways. And um, that is not to condemn, but is to encourage and say, well, guess what? There's a way to handle it. Like, there's a way to handle everything else. So that's kind of brief intro to what we're talking about. We're going to kind of do this interview style. So ladies... When did your anxiety first start? <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking about this, and I don't really feel like I remember. I feel like it's one of those things that it's always, it's just always been. I know that it started, like, it really started in high school, but it didn't really get that bad till college. Um, I think it was, like, pretty gradual at first, but then it got, it was, like, pretty bad through college. Gracie? Uh, mine, I know, started in first grade really bad, and then it increased more in middle school. Since then, it's been up and down. <laughs> For me, I started in fifth grade. Um, there was a lot of, like, things happening during that time for me and for my family. Um, and I don't think I realized what it was. I was like, I'm just nervous all the time. I feel sick all the time. But I didn't understand what it was. Um, and so it was definitely gradual and then it has grown. So what 
did your anxiety feel like? What does it feel like now? And what has changed over the years? I, disclaimer, am dealing with a lot of anxiety right now. Um, which is funny that we're doing this podcast. Yes. Um, so I can ah, speak to it from a live perspective. Um, but I think as I've been thinking about this, like I don't think the way that my anxiety has felt really has changed over the years. I think it's been pretty much the same. I think the only thing that's changed is how I've, how I've dealt with it. Um, but personally, my anxiety feels like a lot of pressure, like in my chest and my muscles get like really tight. And I get these really big knots in my shoulders, which I have like three of them right now. So that's a that's a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also currently, it's like my anxiety makes me feel extremely nauseous. And then I don't want to eat anything. So I really haven't eaten much for like, what, two weeks now? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> um, and so I have to usually like force myself to eat or Emma has to force me to eat. My, my body just hurts. And I feel like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but when I'm, like, really anxious, I feel like I'm just constantly on edge. My anxiety (laughs) at the time, it just felt like I was really nervous all the time. Like, it wasn't really crippling. I was in fifth grade, so I was just like, I just feel nervous. Like, I feel like, like, butterflies. Like, that's kind of how it was, but Mm -hmm. I didn't understand, like, why I was nervous all the time. Basically, that's changed is that um, my stomach really hurts. Um, It's like when my my body just rejects all the food I put in. I'm not nauseous like Holly. It's just, like, I feel like my stomach is, like, in pain. Or sometimes it feels like, you know when you're really hungry, but then you get to the point when you're, like, you haven't eaten because you're so hungry that you're almost not hungry because of that. Nourished almost. And then I have a hard time breathing. Um, and so it'll be, like, panic attack style. I have a hard time just, like, being able to breathe. And I feel like I have to, like, take deeper breaths and things like that. Um, and so, it's basically, like, when, I, when I, uh, I got to high school and I, like, started dealing with depression and things like that, which we'll talk about in a further podcast, um, it just became became more crippling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, a lot of it could have been that um, depression mixed in, because usually when I have anxiety, I usually have a little bit of depression with it as well. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's not really by itself. Um, and so, I struggle with motivation to do things, but also the anxiety of, I have to get all these things done. And just, like, this really large pressure I feel like is on my chest um, and on my heart and on my life from myself. Like, you have to do all these things. You have to get these things done. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of what it, what it feels like and how it's changed. So, Gracie, what's up with you? Mine is a very, very good amalgamation of both of those things. That's a big word. Um, <laughs> yeah, big words. Um, it's Mine is also stomach aches. Severe stomach aches. I like to the point where I've been taken to the doctor because of these stomach aches. It started off in when I was in first grade. Uh, I started off as me thinking I was just like really sick, similar to Emma, how she was just like, I have butterflies or I must be nervous or something. But it got to the point where I would go home most days in first grade. Like, I'm sick. My, and then as soon as I would get home, it would be fine. Gradually increased into middle school when... I was struggling with depression, which Emma said, of course, we're going to get into a different podcast, but it really got bad with, like, me just hiding all the time. My body would shake a lot, struggle with breathing, like Emma, or I'll get these massive headaches, or I'll just, like, be unable to, like, do normal things. Like, I'll forget to eat, or I'll forget to drink, which is 
not great. A lot of bodily things that we deal with when they're in gut. And maybe you deal with things anxiety very differently. And maybe for you, it's yeah. like, you need to go do 100 jumping jacks. That's not where I'm at. <laughs> um, but go ahead. Never will be, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so the next question is... What are your triggers? So my triggers, my triggers are strange. A lot of it is is just stand like certain types of conflict. Oh. I have really ha- I really have hard times with building relationships, whether it be my fault or another party's fault or whatever. It's just the standard uh way of life of relationships, but mine just se- tends to fizzle out easily. Um, and I've been affected in a lot of really bad ways with like bullying or things that happen oh. in schools or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I have a feeling that someone is like mad at me or they're going to start spreading rumors or they're being totally like fake toward me or something like that um I get really really nervous and kind of back out a little bit like take a step back and then my anxiety will just increase along with paranoia and it's just like a whole thing um another one is being in really like loud places or something like unusually loud especially if I like was already struggling with something uh that day or that week or something like that and i'm in a place where it's easy for me to get overloaded with a lot of um, like emotion or something if it's like a lot of flashing lights and a lot of people to close together like who i don't know and then mm-hmm. a lot of like loud music and just like to where you like you just feel like your heart pounding along with the beat and you're just like this is terrible. Um, I also don't like conflict between two people like even if it's like like Holly and Emma if they were <laughs> if they were like severely arguing or something which I know they haven't they probably won't yeah we have no we haven't no we haven't I was a joke no <laughs> now we're in conflict <laughs> oh no my anxiety <laughs> um I don't like it when people who I love and love each other argue it just like I don't know why it makes me really uncomfortable because I also don't understand it so like sometimes when Holly and Emma like will fake argue I get really <laughs> worried that like it's actually true which I know is silly but like I don't want them to like be mad at each other because I both enjoy them together and I want to be their friends or it's like this whole thing so like if another if another two parties I know who I'm close to and they're close to each other like we're a, a little circle um, or triangle, I guess, um, are arguing, I just get really uncomfortable. So, Holly. Yes, ma'am. What do y'all triggers, girl? My triggers are, this one might be dumb, I don't know, but one of my triggers are, like, is just, in general, being vulnerable. It's because I'm an eight on the <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not because of that, but I am an it's eight so on the Enneagram, and so that, if you know anything about that, should tell you a lot. I don't like being vulnerable. It makes me feel weak. Um, mm. if, if I'm being vulnerable right now, which I will be, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like feeling weak. I don't like feeling like I don't, I'm not in control. I don't like those things or emotions. And so being vulnerable in general makes me have mucho anxiety. I think I've been getting better, though. It just depends on who it is. But anyways, um... When I was in college, when things started to get really bad with my anxiety and depression was right after my family left. So if you don't already know, my family lives in South Africa and I also used to live there. Um, And they are missionaries there and left seven years ago, but I did not go with them. And so 
when they left, there was just kind of a lot of things that were thrown at me very fast. And so that triggered a lot of unhealthy habits in my life, um, which ended up in anxiety and depression and just not a good time. And so now that kind of has resulted into, um, like, as soon as I feel like someone I love is, like, leaving me or I feel like it could be a thing, like, it's like abandonment almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that has kind of, that's kind of a big trigger, which doesn't really happen that often, but, because usually I'm the one leaving, which is funny, so... (laughs) Um, another thing is, like, which is funny because I'm an eight, so this shouldn't affect me, but it does, is conflict within relationships. Like, I actually don't enjoy arguing. Like, if it's a stupid argument, I will argue until I win, and (laughs) I will debate until I win. But if it's, like, if I'm arguing with Emma, like, I don't like that. I don't enjoy arguing with people that I love and people that I care about. Like, that is not something that brings joy to my life, even though it's, like, I feel like it's a misclaimer with like I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know why people would enjoy that Gracie talked about this but like overstimulation of my brain Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. a big trigger for me and the last thing is just kind of like the fear of the unknown I don't do well with not being in control so if I don't know what's coming I get anxious which has been my life for the past like seven years so Mm -hmm. I um I don't do well with not knowing what's going on which is kind of where Jesus comes into play which we're getting to Mm. um but I, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's, it's been really cool for me to sit and watch these two women with their anxiety and how they deal with it and and just the way they've healed from it. Because they both have really broken pasts um, and a lot that you will hear about further down into this series. I've loved being able to watch these two girls heal and um, the way they process and, and, and deal with their anxiety um, it's been really just really cool the way they've changed it and they've kind of gone out of the unhealthy and they still have slip ups, they still have fall back, just like we all do. But it's been really encouraging to watch them um run after Jesus and leave their anxiety in the dust. Um, so that's been just really cool. And so we'll talk about like accountability and things like that as we get further down into talking about dealing with this stuff. So for me, <clears throat> some of the things that they've said I relate to, a lot of the things they said I don't. For example, I rarely get overstimulated. R- very rarely. It's I, introverts. I am yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I am true. like type A extrovert, Leslie Nope, down to a T. True. And so yeah. I, I am usually the person that comes in and makes all the noise. Like that's just who I am. And rip in the chat. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really relate to that. That's not something I relate to. But for me, I um. <clears throat> I really struggle when I feel like I'm out of control. Um, I have, again, major control issues. That is a generational thing from my parents and from my parents' parents and from my parents' parents' parents. So that came down and was passed to me. And so when I feel like I am not controlling the situation and I feel like I'm not in charge, which, fun fact, I am never in control. I'm never in charge. When I mess something up. I am a two-wing three on the Enneagram, but I have a very strong wing one. And when I, like yesterday, for example, I accidentally turned in the wrong assignment for school. And so I had to return and I got a late grade. I was beating myself up that all day. I was so mad at myself and I was so anxious and worried. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a 97 anymore in the class. Like dumb things like that. Like I'm one of those really irritating people. Um, but 
when I mess something up or I make a mistake, I am so anxious about it because the whole wound that I struggle with is people won't love me for my brokenness, which is a very sad lie that I started believing when I was a young child. And so I really struggle when I mess something up or I make a mistake, especially in a relationship or a friendship that haunts me for literally months. When I'm not walking with the Lord, I'm really anxious because the Lord is my peace and he is uh, sustains me and he is the one that protects me and he is the one that provides for me. And so when I miss like a day, even a day, it could be just a day. If I don't even start my day with quiet time, I am anxious the rest of the day. Like if I don't do quiet time for a week, I am a mess. If I don't do quiet time for two days, a mess for both those days. When I am not walking with my provider, then I am <coughs> in major trouble. I'll just leave it that. We'll talk about that soon. And also, this is a weird one. So, as Holly says this all the time. As a two, and I'm not using the Enneagram to justify my actions. It's just the best way I can describe my nature. At a very young age, I learned to um, be there for people, encourage, love, help people when I was just a baby. Like, that was just innate nature. And me, just like Gracie's, was to bring peace. And I wasn't with Holly when she was a child. And so, hers was <laughs> to support and defend for the underdog I want to believe. And so that's for me, okay, well, that's good. Um, so when, along with that comes the accidental process of taking on other people's emotions. And so when I'm sitting with somebody and I'm helping somebody, sometimes when I, when I leave my heart, the door to my heart open too much, I'll take in a lot of what they're feeling. And so sometimes like in our house right now, there's a lot of family stuff going on. And when other people are anxious, it sometimes makes me anxious. Maybe you get it. Maybe you don't. But when other people are feeling the heaviness, because I loved those people so much, I feel the heaviness with them. And so that causes me to feel a lot of the similar feelings that they're feeling, which is very weird and something that I've discovered as of recent. Um, and I guess it changes the what, what, uh, I don't know what I was just saying right there. Uh, I guess it really affects like the environment you live in and unha- uh, unhealthy versus healthy choices, all those things. And so when other people are anxious, I get really anxious. Which is fun fact that I've just realized. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those those two triggers for me. So, what does your anxiety look like at your worst versus at your best? I'll I'll start this one. Off. Okay. Um. So at my worst, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier. It's temporary atheism. Um. When I was really anxious in high school and. Uh, that's when my anxiety was the worst. I was crippled every single day. I was also battling depression. So I feel like it was like way too many things I was struggling with. Um, I was also very much into temptation and I was in a bunch of um, friendships and I was in a relationship that was really, really bad. And so that was also not really helping and I was not walking to the Lord. So it was kind of like a bunch of really bad eggs in one thing. It was not good. But at my worst, which is when it was then, I was not trusting in God at all. I was not giving him control. I was not giving him the authority that he deserves. Um, I was totally living my life according to my own agenda. Um, and I was trying to ease that anxiety with things that were making it worse. It's like I had a bullet wound and I was trying to fix it with a knife. Right? Like, that's the best way I can describe it. Like, that is what I was doing. And so... That was when I was at my worst. I was not seeking help. I was not opening up to people. I was self-harming. I was. Uh, I had an ED. I just was really in the pit. And I was thinking that those things would help me um, numb out the pain. And I was thinking that those actions and running away from God would help me feel better. Um, and it didn't. 
at my best, which is right now, I think I really haven't dealt with anxiety up until I think recently with just a lot of family things that are happening. Um, it's a minor inconvenience, honestly. I don't think there's ever been a time since the fifth grade that I have not ever felt anxious or I've like not dealt with anxiety to a minor degree. But right now it's just like, oh, that's annoying. But it's not like a, I am not able to get out of bed. So I feel like at my best, I either don't have it or it's very small and it only happens when there are big things happening in life, which is right now. Um, and I, the reason why is because the Lord, it is only because of the Lord. It is nothing that I can really do other than run after Jesus and then pray that he fills me, which is what he does and what he's doing. Um, and so we'll talk a lot about the, I guess, the logical ways to deal with anxiety and to handle it and to whatever, but it is when I own up to not being in control, owning up to being afraid, and yeah, Gracie, what does your anxiety look like at your worst versus um, at your best? At my worst, uh, to reiterate, I tend to just hide a lot. I also just, I'm like, I stay in a very uncomfortable position, like, uh, physically and, like, emotionally, I guess, like, it, it's like, if you're... I don't know how I would explain it. Like, if you're really uncomfortable, like, you have to itch something, but you're just unable to itch it, so it's a really uncomfortable feeling. Like, that's what it feels like. Um, I don't... I, like, don't go to Jesus, obviously. I mean, that's... <laughs> kind of why we're talking about this. Um, <laughs> Duh. I, I, um... I, I forget to do, again, I, like, forget to do normal things. I, forget, I would forget to eat. I would forget to uh, drink. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. That's a really big one. Um, and I just, like, become very stagnant, and I just don't do anything. I, I really struggle with motivation, um, especially when, like, my anxiety is increased. It's hard for me to just do anything. Um sorry (laughs) uh I struggled a lot similar to Emma I struggle a lot with relationships like I've said before and I'm a I I'm a I'm a person who needs a relationship in my life like no matter how quiet or uh introverted I am um as a person I just I need I need someone to like attach to Mm -hmm. um and having um a lot going through like a bunch of friendships since like first grade and then now I've like never kept a really good strong bond with a person longer than like eight months and then it all has like exploded into like bullying and um someone just like someone just like doing the worst because they just can and that and that puts a lot of anxiety on me because I get nervous that like oh my gosh this this friend I'm gonna make is going to be absolutely terrible to me and so when my anxiety is really really bad along with paranoia and depression and a lot of other things I'll just like just hide and I just don't want to talk to anyone which is really bad because first of all God thrives in community no matter Mm -hmm. what so when you have a relationship with someone you're it's going to be godly in one way or another because you're going to be together and that the Holy Spirit will be there and so when you're not in a some type of relationship or a form of friendship or something um you're not getting that influx of Jesus which isn't good (laughs) um and 
so yeah, I just get like really uncomfortable and nervous and trust issues go up and that just like, all of that and again like depression, all like self-harming and stuff like that. Like all of that is one big thing. Um but at my best, which I would have to say with Emma is like right now or was until like a bunch of other things came up. Um this is really monumental for me personally because I've been struggling with this since elementary school. Um, along with, like, a lot of really other hard issues, like, I, I'm severely anemic, which leads to me, which leads to, uh, like, being really lethargic and tired all the time, because I lack energy, and then having other stomach problems and allergies and all this, and it's just, like, one big combination of just, like, being hurt, like, physically all the time, so I've, going to the doctor and all this stuff, I just had a really great, experience and I've gotten things to help me um so like at its best which is so amazing because I like my stomach hurts less and I feel happier and I feel like I'm able to Mm -hmm. talk about the things that I can talk about I want to talk about or I can go up to people and like give them a hug like that's (laughs) that's where I'm at and I want to be around people and especially like God plays in such a big part in this Mm -hmm. because like, I have actually find motivation to get up early and then going to do Jesus' time or doing Jesus' time sometime in the day or just, like, thanking him for everything that he's done to me and done for me and just, like, being able to look around and realize that there are good things in this world, mm-hmm. which I'll get into when we talk about scripture. But, yeah, I just am overall happier. That's really what it is. It's been so cool because this... Sorry, my dad. He can probably get dirty on the if you can make it. Timothy, you just don't want to go by yourself. <laughs> um, so it's been really cool because Gracie, kind of like what she touched on, she has had major like body issues since like she was really young, and so yeah. we've been trying to figure out like what that is and what that means and things like that. So she literally for the past few months has gone to the doctor like every week, multiple times. Yeah, a week. which is very anxiety inducing, and she <laughs> handle it like a champion. Yeah, she did. And, she, like, the way, like, the, the, because uh, she went to a homeopath. Yes. Person. Because we're all about the natural here in this house. Because yeah. um, it's so much better for you. Um, and so she is on, like, some really good supplements. Supplements is, They're like, not even really, like, medication. It's, it's not, not medication. medication because it's, like, all this natural stuff. And I have to take, like, a billion things yeah. every morning. And she, like, it's just, like, not, like, I think you agree. It's night and day. Yeah, like, there's a big There's difference. a huge difference. Like, she's so much happier, and it's just really cool to see um, that kind of stuff, especially, like, when you go and get help. So, yeah. we'll talk about and that. And another thing we'll is I wouldn't, like, again, like, relationships are so vital for me, and I won't admit it because I don't like being, like, dependent or whatever, <laughs> uh, but I, I am. I'm severely dependent on people, and so, like, having you guys, like, both of you guys, like, just, like, always supporting me, and, like, that's because going to the doctor was really scary for me because I've been going to the doctor a lot when I was younger because, <clears throat> why is my voice doing this? I used to go to the doctor a lot because I just am, I have fragile bones, <laughs> I guess, so I go to the doctor a lot, and then recently going to the doctor, like, at least, like, twice a week for, like, three months was just terrible, um, but I had, are you okay? No, it's fine. I had Holly, I have Holly and Emma to just, like, be there supporting me, and I have, like, one of my best friends in the whole world 
constantly supporting me, uh, even though she's going through a lot of hard things and I have this family. So it's like that's another thing at the best because I feel like I actually have good relationships and good connections with people. That's it. I'm done. Holly? Well, good job. Thank you. Um, my anxiety at my worst is not good. <laughs> it's pretty yep. <laughs> scary. <laughs> um, I have like a whole list when I was looking this or uh, thinking about this, I was like, man, this really was not a good time of my life. Um, anxiety at my worst looks like <laughs> depression, panic attacks, constantly hiding, not eating anything, using things as a distraction, like binge watching Netflix all day long oh and not God. and not doing anything of like no responsibilities. Just all my responsibilities thrown out the window. Netflix. Um, I used to have, like, a really, really hard time getting out of bed in the mornings, which Mm. I kind of do now, but my brain is a lot different, so I'm able to discipline myself and enforce myself to get out of bed. Um, When I'm at my worst, I don't care, so I stay in bed forever. Mm. Um, Which, if you know me at all, complacency is not a part of my vocabulary, so that is just a big, not great thing in my life if I can't get out of bed. Um... I also just, like, actively don't want to spend time with Jesus. Mm. And I'm, like, living in sin, and I have don't want anything to do with community or church. And that is what my anxiety looks like at my worst. Um, and also not telling anyone. Oh, felt that. <laughs> because I don't like being vulnerable. If right. I'm at my worst, why would I want to be vulnerable? And so I won't tell anyone, which then makes it worse. Um, but... At my best, which I don't believe that I am at my best right now, um, I'm better. I'm not at my worst, that's for sure. (laughs) No, she's not her worst. (laughs) Um, I'm not at my best right now, but when I am at my best, it's like I'm just constantly waking up and giving it to the Lord and choosing Him, which I'm trying to do now, but I don't know, right? I don't know. Things are weird at the moment. Um, (laughs) But I'm also just like (laughs) actively like trying to feel better, so... Like, being outside. Like, I have to be outside. I have mm-hmm. to get the sun. I have to breathe in fresh air or else I will go crazy. And so, like, things like going for a walk or going for a run. Like, yesterday I was just so anxious. And so I went for a run during my break. And um, that was good. It got me, like, out of my head. And even at my best, like, I still don't want to eat. Um, but I'm forcing myself to. Mm. And that's the biggest difference because at my worst, I don't want to eat. And so I didn't eat for like days. But now I like right. don't want to eat. But I'm still kind of forcing myself to do it because I kind of need to. So I, yeah. I've been eating like one and a half meals a day, which is not good, but it's better than nothing. <clears throat> it's better than it's not okay. Eating. That's going to change. Yeah, we're going to force feed. Yeah. Force feed. We're going to eat space food. Space <clears throat> food? Yeah. Um, And then at my best is like, actively telling someone I trust like what is going on and so which is a big deal for me because I don't usually do that so mm-hmm. um I am just doing that now which is good most of the time I tell them what's going on sometimes I don't and then even when I don't they already know so yeah. it doesn't matter yes. <laughs> um, yes. and then I still do a lot of hiding when I'm anxious like you won't see me for a while yeah, but then they'll come same. find me so it doesn't yeah. matter either but yeah um, and with quarantine you can't really yeah yeah we all live in the same house so (laughs) So, it's like you just go to your room and you're like dude what you doing emma comes and finds me and i'm like leave me alone (laughs) just kidding i don't actually say that to you nor (laughs) but i whack around the head with the bible not actually what i said i whack around the head with the bible but not actually i don't think you've done that you should use the word 
It is should, a maybe sword. Maybe we should try it on the last show. Please don't. It might hurt. Um, yeah. The biggest thing you said that I resonate with was not telling people. Yep. Because pride is also a generational thing in our family. And I struggle with pride majorly. I mean, the two's deadly sin is pride. And so that's me. And so I'm like, oh, I can deal with it on my... I have like this, I can deal with it on my own kind of place, which I never can ever I can never do that. <laughs> um, if that doesn't explain, I oh never deal with it right. And so that was just shut up. So, ladies, what does God say about anxiety? Like, what does He say? Holly, begin. Well, you already said what I was going to say, but it's fine. Someone had told me once that anxiety is temporary atheism. And I heard that like years ago, and that's something that I have ar- that has always kind of stuck into my brain, um, because what is anxiety at the core? Like anxiety really is not trusting that the Lord is going to provide, or um, He doesn't have things under control. So if you're not believing, I mean, the core of Christianity is one, believing Jesus died for you and mm. your sins and all your salvation and stuff, but two, believing that the Lord's got you. And yeah. that he is going to provide for you. And then he has a good plan for you. And that everything is under control. So if you're not believing that, it's literally temporary atheism. And so, which is kind of like a smack in the face, right? Um, and so I kind of, that's kind of just one thing that I always remember. Um, but I, one thing that's kind of always helped me, which is, I don't know, an unusual, I think, verse for people I don't know, because I don't think, when people talk about anxiety, I don't think this is a verse that people really go to, but um, I like Isaiah chapter 41. Oh, I love that verse. Um, which is uh, 40, 41 verses 8 through 10, and it says, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, whom I, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that is like, that's just been kind of a verse that I have clung on to. I think that a lot of people use the verse in Philippians where it's like, do not be anxious about anything but by prayer, which is great. But I just think this is the one verse that like always has stuck out to me. Um, And in Matthew, when, in Matthew 6. Yes, um, that was yes. too. That's my favorite. Um, pretty much Matthew 6 verses, I won't read the whole thing, but verses 25 through, uh, 34 is just a big chunk of Mm. why you shouldn't be anxious. And, um, I just love where he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And I, I just love that picture of like, God cares so much about the birds. Like how much more does he care about us? Mm. And so, and the birds aren't anxious, like, they, they, they're not anxious, like, they, they can eat, they get all these things, like, Jesus is taking care of them, and yet we are, like, the image of, like, we are made in the image of God, and so, why would the Lord not provide for me as he does for the Mm -hmm. smallest living creatures that fly through the air, and so, those are the two biblical passages that I, like, cling on to when I'm, when I'm anxious, um, but I think the, the Isaiah one is my favorite, um, and of course the one in Philippians, but. And even like when you were talking about the Matthew 6 chunk, like, and 
I'm assuming the Lord, the Lord has made a way in all of our lives, either on a big scale or a small scale, both things in our all of our lives. And it's like, if he did it before, why wouldn't he do it again? Right. Like, if he's redeemed and restored us before, like, why would he not do it again? If he's walked with us before, like, why would he not walk with us again? And I feel like that we're so forgetful. We're like, I just sneeze. Don't do it. Pineapples, pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bless you. It's just some good. It went away. Um, like we we are the Israelites. God provided for the Israelites over and over and over again in the desert, and we forget, and they forgot. And mm-hmm. we are them, like hundred percent. Like we're out here trying to be like David and trying to be like Paul. And I'm like, no, we're the Israelites, y'all. Walking we in circles for forty years. Are the dummies? <laughs> so so good, Holly. Gracie, what about you? Uh, probably swung my pastor's nose game. Um, sorry. No, friend. Uh, again, Matthew six twenty five. Uh, just like uh twenty six again, just like the 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 birds. Look at the birds, you know that one. Uh, <laughs> uh that again. That's like my mental me personally because when I feel when I'm feeling like really really down or like nervous or really sad or something, and or my friend is, um. And she just needs, like, a really good reminder. I just, I, I, like, take a deep breath. And I remember that the person who created every animal, the entire galaxies, all the planets, all every single star that we see, every leaf on a tree, like, everything that we see um, that we think is absolutely beautiful is something that God made. And that, God, and that same person, God, he made us. And it said in Genesis, everything else was good, but we we're very good. So there's no need to be anxious because he's going to constantly remind us that we're, that he's there. Um, because like something I know that I have to do is I have to, I have to like list out everything I'm thankful for. Um, and God tells me to do this because I tend to be a pessimist about myself. Um, so having passages like Matthew 6, 25 to 26, uh, look at the birds in the air, they do not sow or reap or sow away in barns, blah, 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 um, et cetera on that. Um, I just am thankful for the birds because God made those things uh, to watch. And then we get to know that, again, like Holly said, like God's going to provide for us because if a bird's happy, we're, we're going to be set. We're going to be good. Um, another one is First Peter 5, 7. Um, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Um, that's important to me. Um, and I know that it's important to a lot of other people because, um, having someone care for you in such a loving way, like God does, is so amazing and unfathomable because no one is able to, like, fully understand the amount of love that God loves us. So when you're anxious or you're worried or something, all you have to do is just give it up to the Lord because he's going to take it because he doesn't want us to feel anxious. Like the reason we feel so poorly is because it's something that God doesn't want us to feel. Mm -hmm. So if we just give, when we give it up to him and we extend our arms, he has his own arms extended and it's just like, he's going to embrace us and take that thing away from us. So that's good. Um, for me, uh, what resonates is a lot of, like, a lot of scripture about fear and fear-based 
things because that's where a lot of my anxiety is. It's it's fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my life first Deuteronomy thirty one six is one that I've held on to since the fifth grade when just a lot of things started happening. A great mentor of mine showed me that verse since oh my god. I'm so sorry. Podcast. Be. Um, a verse that one of my mentors gave me um, that I just love, um, and it's be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's truth that I feel like that we forget. Um, and we picture God as somebody who's so far and so high up that he doesn't see or he doesn't notice, when in reality he's walking with us during all of our journeys. And so that's just a... Um, Great verse, and one that ties along with that is First Timothy one seven, which says, "Um, where is it? Just kidding, it's Second Timothy one. It's in Second Timothy. Second Timothy one seven. Yeah, uh, which is Second Timothy one seven. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. Um, and I feel like I, I'm. Me as a person, I'm very outspoken, I'm very opinionated, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to helping people, when it comes to giving things to people, I don't really know where to stop because I feel like I need to do those things to achieve that, their love, um, which is not right, which is not a great mindset. And so I feel like that when those situations happen, I'm very timid, especially people outside of my family. And just a reminder that I am strong, that the Lord has made me strong, and he is, he calls me to be strong and courageous. He does not call me to be timid and, and weak and fearful. Um, and so that's one of them. And then the Psalms are <clears throat> crazy good. Um, I think that one, the first step about having anxiety, I feel like, is admitting that you have it to the Lord and saying that you, honestly, like, saying that you can't do it on your own and it's a posture of humbling yourself because God hates pride like I'm reading through the Old Testament right now and all I see is the Lord repeatedly saying it's because of your pride that you are getting punished for your sins and it's like wow because he really hates pride and so when we seven deadly sins for (laughs) when we when we I think when we humble ourselves and we go to God and we say Lord I'm I'm struggling um kind of like David in Psalm 139 he says search me God and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts I feel like that David is like saying hey I'm struggling like no know these parts about me um and a lot of times when I get on my knees I'm like lord like I'm anxious about x y and z or I'm really scared about x y and z when I humble myself and I say god I need you because I can't deal with this on my own or honestly a repentance idea really I feel like helps me um and I feel like that's what the lord calls us to do and then also Psalm 56, verse 3, very simple. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Um, it's the idea that the Lord is our defender and he um, is also our provider and our comfort. Um, he is the one that um, walks with us in those hard seasons and he protects us. Um, and he is inevitably in control. I feel that we just tend to forget that because we don't see him and we don't see the things that he's doing behind the curtain of our lives. Um, so those are all very things, very big things that have helped me deal with anxiety in places where I have to trust. And so last question, um, what has helped you heal? Um, or last, last few questions, like what has helped you heal from where you were? Maybe if you're not like 
I mean, we all still deal with anxiety, and so it's like we're still on the healing process. I think it takes a long time to heal. What has helped you heal? What things can you do to ease your anxiety? Um, all that fun stuff. Holly, would you like to begin? Yep. Okay. I'm. I feel like things that help me heal change mm. over time. Um, obviously, Jesus is a, a huge thing. Um, but also, there's some other things that I do to help me heal. One of the things, which is funny, um, I do really well with Disney movies. Like, they hit me mm-hmm. differently than most anything else in this world when it comes to helping me cope with things. Um, through college, the movie, uh, Finding Nemo and Frozen were, like, the two that I had on repeat. Like, I would be watching one of them all the time. Like, it would just be on. Even I would just have, like, especially Frozen, like, I would have Frozen playing in the background while I'm, like, doing homework. And it's, I don't know why. I can't explain it. But it's just, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that would just, like, calm my soul Mm -hmm. when nothing else would work. I'd just, like, throw on a Disney movie and I'd be, like, okay. Um... Another thing that helps me is music. Um, these two can attest to that. That sometimes I, when I'm like really stressed or whatever, like I will blast Jesus music in my head. Um, like I saw this meme once where it was like something along the lines of my Jesus music is so loud um, that it's going to drown out the voices of Satan. And mm-hmm. like um that is kind of what I do. I'll get in the car sometimes and just blast it in the car and be like, this is what we're listening to and you're going to like it because I need this for my soul right now. And um, I don't know, there's something about just worship music that really changes my mindset because it focuses your eyes on Jesus who's really going to be your ultimate healer anyways. Um, and so that's good. And then my last thing that helps me heal, helps me heal are um, just these two. Um and I know that I would be at my worst right now if it wasn't um, for them. And especially Emma and how she just constantly is, like, pushing me towards Jesus, which is the mm-hmm. one thing that will heal me. And so that kind of goes with the accountability, um, which is super important with things like this. Like, you really need to have someone mm-hmm. that, like, knows you, like, very well because... Even when you, even when I'm hiding and when I'm not, like, telling her what's going on, like, she already knows because she knows me so well. And so you really need someone in your life like that and because it's just so helpful. And she, what's really great about her is that she will always, like, point me to Jesus before anything else. Mm-hmm. And that will always be her first response is, like, okay, well, have you talked to Jesus about it? Like, have you, like, have you given up to, given it up to the Lord like, have you done all of these things? And that's always, like, the first thing that she asks me when I'm, like, this is going on. She's, like, okay, well, what did Jesus say about it? And that's, like, <laughs> you you really just need, and, I'll be like, and usually it's, like, I didn't ask Jesus. She's, like, okay, well, go away and go do that and then come back. And then it's, like, and you just, yeah, it's just really important to have people like that in your life um, to point you towards the one person that can really heal you. Mm, and I think that if you don't have anyone pray at ask the Lord to send you someone because it's kind of like what Grace talked about like community is something the Lord created um and something that is so important to him he wants his creation of fellowship with each other 
Um, and so I feel like that if you don't have anybody, one, pray for the Lord to send you somebody. And it, it can be your grandma. It can be your mom. It can be your neighbor. Like, it can be anyone. If you sit them down and you ask them to keep you accountable, like the converse, like conversations Holly and I have had, they should keep you accountable. Um, but sometimes it takes you being the bigger person and saying, hey, I'm struggling. I need you to keep me accountable. Or it was, it's funny. Sometimes Holly will pull me aside and she'll be like, I can tell you in an hour from now, I'm not going to want to hear X, Y, and Z, but you have to tell me this anyways. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. Um, and then I'm right every time. Yes. An hour later. Or, or she'll be like, one, I remember like one of the first conversations we had, cause I'm like, you know, like outside of, I, me as a person, pretty gentle when it comes to encouragement, I'm like usually chill. And so when Holly like sat me down she's like, Emma, okay. She's like, life's crazy you have to yell at me or you have to be aggressive with me because that's the only way I will respond. And so it's like asking, like being intentional with accountability, I think is really important. You can't just expect it to walk in the door. You have to be the bigger person and say, I need accountability right now. Um, Or pray and ask the Lord to send you somebody to keep you accountable because I feel like that's super important for me. um, Definitely the Lord, um, again, like my walk with the Lord affects everything I feel like that we listened to a sermon I think recently a few weeks ago at church where it talked about that our relationship with the Lord not only affects ourselves but affects everyone around us um and it's funny because we can all tell when the other person hasn't had quiet time (laughs) always and it was funny yesterday Holly and I were sitting at the counter whatever we were talking about it and I think Holly was like I said something like, Holly was like, yeah, I didn't do quiet time that day. I was like, I know. And she's like, you don't always know. I was like, oh, I know. And she and she's like, did I do quiet time yesterday? I was like, yeah, you did. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> um, and so it's like, you can, like, quiet time, like, is so incredibly important, especially when you're dealing with a lot. Even when you're not doing a lot, it's so important. But right. walking with the Lord makes or breaks your anxiety. Um, these two are going to roll my eyes when I say this. Counseling. That's really important. <laughs> Um, I have just died. I know. <laughs> counseling is so important and I feel like it has a bad rap. I feel like the way counseling has been brought up is it's for crazy people or it's for people who try to kill themselves. Right. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, counseling is so good for dealing with trauma. It's so good for dealing with anxiety, depression, um, any of the things like that. Um, because it is an unbiased person that is listening to what you're saying, and they are trained in this way where they can actually point you to um, process things and heal and all the things that I feel like that we need, um, and I feel like that is so beneficial, and so counseling is so helpful, and I wish everyone could be in counseling because I feel like every single person needs it, um, and so I cannot stress counseling enough. It does not mean that you're crazy. It does not mean that you are in a horrible, horrible, horrible place mentally. It is a process for being healthy and bettering yourself. And so I feel like that there are things that we, there's obviously a lot of things that we give to the Lord, but we're also called to steward and we're not called to be complacent, kind of like what Holly was talking about. And so physically taking care of yourself, like calling Gracie, like eating, like forcing yourself to eat when you don't want to, going out and exercising when you don't want to, because it really helps getting outside when you don't want to, because it really helps. These things that are physical things that you can do to better yourself um, are really really helpful um, a lot of things that I feel like that we have to do in this house that I have to do is being careful like what you're watching listening to what you're filling your brain with because everyone's sugars are very different um and certain like tv like certain like really um dark tv shows for me like make me really anxious because I'm like oh my gosh 
it's so dark and heavy. And so it, like, feels, like, weighs on my soul. So I have to rewatch Parks and Rec over and over again. <laughs> um, and so being really careful, like, what are you filling your head with? What are you doing in your free time? Like, are you filling your body with unhealthy things? Or are you filling it with things that make you feel better? Um, also, I think um, hiding, like, isolating yourself, kind of like what I think all of us do, really not great. Are you falling into sin? Are you trying to fill yourself with other sins? Like, for me, being super blunt, it was cutting. Like, I cut to numb away the pain. And it's like, are you doing that or are you running the Lord? Like, what are you doing in your free time that you shouldn't be doing? And so I think kind of analyzing, like, all the things that you're doing and praying about each thing and saying, okay, is this benefiting me or is this hurting me more? Um, And then also, like, during panic attacks for me, um, I quote scripture, it's, like, when I, like, get really worked up and, like, really anxious, I'm, like, okay, like, what does the Lord say about this? Because this anxiety I feel is not from God. The Lord is peaceful. He's a peaceful person, and so he is not going to induce anxiety on you. And if he, and if you feel that, that's not him. That's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, breathing techniques, like, taking deep breaths in and out, like, simple things like that. Um, going to play the piano if you are a musician or going and playing basketball if you're a sports person, I don't know, um, doing things that you enjoy, um, to get your mind off of whatever you are constantly focused on, really helpful, um, maybe it's drawing, maybe it's reading a book, whatever it is, something that is healthy, that gets your mind off of whatever you're thinking about, um, yeah, that's my large tangent on helping the healing process, so, Gracie? What about for you? Um, well, I want to touch on counseling really quick because I just really like what Emma said. Um, I know that pe- I know people who go to counseling when even they're like in a really really good spot and mm. they're like I'm I feel good like I love Jesus and stuff and they still go to counseling regardless because everyone still has bad days and everyone still struggles with things because we're not perfect. So if like you're think if you've ever thought that you need to go to counseling even if you're just like I have a really hard time sitting still and focusing on the Lord or I have a really hard time like being happy sometimes or something like that like just go and talk yeah. about it because again like Emma said it's an unbiased person who's going to help you reg- like no matter what like you're going to have that's a safe haven for you to mm-hmm. be able to speak your mind without the fear of anyone judging you because that person is not going to judge you like I'm a hundred percent certain on that yeah absolutely um anyways uh something that's helped me heal i kind of said this before but it's uh personally it's just working on being thankful for things mm, that's good. because um like again i i tend to be pessimistic on myself when i'm feeling like badly like emma had said something about like oh, I didn't turn my grade in on time, and I'm mad at myself. Like, I will do a similar thing where I'll just spiral, and I'll just, like, yell at myself internally, and just, like, it doesn't, it's not good. It's just not a good thing. Please don't do that. Um, but learning to be thankful for everything that God has blessed us with, like, so looking at everything just, like, in a different lens. Like, if you're sitting alone, like, if you're quarantining alone right now, I know how hard that is because I know that being alone is, like, the worst thing. But even then, 
like being thankful for phones because you can talk to people being thankful for the outside because out going outside you seeing all these beautiful trees and wildlife and like pretty houses even like some beautiful architecture or like seeing a family or something like that like hanging out at a park or something like just like being thankful for things even if they don't like connect with you personally just like seeing other people and like the happiness that the, that the lord is bringing to them or the beauty that the lord is bringing to the world is just so monumental for me because it's like and even i could be in the darkest place and then the sun is shining and i just feel better mm-hmm. um another thing is obviously jesus i mean like that's why we're here um I, I I have a hard time focusing, so, and, like, motivation is really hard, so I have a hard time staying, like, in my room and then, like, reading the Bible without, like, breaking off and, like, thinking of something else. So, having Jesus with, like, praying and then doing what I can to try and understand the word, um, that really is helpful for me because even if I like don't understand it I know for a fact that I feel better when I've talked to Jesus and I've read what he's done and what he is going to do like in the bible um so that's pretty lit (laughs) uh another thing like Emma said and Holly is uh I'm I'm big on cartoons which is a bit embarrassing but Mm -mm. I like them a lot and when I'm nervous I'll turn on this one show. I've seen it like a zillion times. It's called Being Puppy Cat, and it's amazing and beautiful. And it makes me so happy. And like recently, the second season had come out, and I like found a bootleg and I watched it, and I was just so happy because it just like was something that I really enjoyed, and I could watch it. And I was just I like that means just so much to me. I it, like just cartoons does and cartoons do, and like Hollywood uh find email and frozen just like having something on repeat or something in the background that i can listen to or watch is just so amazing it just makes me so happy um and then drawing i again i'm an artist and i have i have a bunch of these worlds and characters that are just in my head and i just can't get them out so what i do i just draw them and it just it's distracting but it's not like a bad it's not like suffocating I'm not like pushing it down it's like it helps me get out my feelings because art is personal to me so everything I draw has a meaning whether it's usually most things so that's really great and then boxing yes (laughs) boxing is just amazing I've never felt like I've never really been a confident person I'm I'm just a timid person that's just that's just who I am and even not intimidated in always a bad way but just like I'm more quiet and reserved like Emma called me a bubble so I'm like a bubble um but boxing and learning self-defense and just being like empowered is just been so wonderful to do like I feel so much stronger and I feel like I could actually just like take on the anxiety that comes my way so yeah End of speech. So, uh, this is a lot of info. This is a lot of talking. It's a lot of processing probably for you guys. Um, And we just want to say that, like, you're not alone. 
like in your anxiety like one of my good friends trevor does a podcast called trevor talks where it's all just on anxiety Mm -hmm. and he brings on people who struggle with anxiety and y'all go check him out because he's great and a lot of great stuff and he has a a company called fear is a liar um that's also really great i have a bunch of their stuff but um you're not alone i think a lot more people than you realize that we realize deal with anxiety that just keep under wraps um and so just know that there are people supporting you uh pushing you and wanting you to succeed and run after the lord instead of running after your fear um, and so we love you here at Caffeine and Christians, and I'm excited to get into more of these type of talks, very personal, very testimonial. Uh, I think that they'll touch you in, in ways that I feel like theology can't. Um, and so, yeah. So, with all that being said, what do you say? Okay. You have to just do it. Okay. Wait, no, I wanted to. Okay, we're keeping that in. Okay, don't edit that out. I'm editing that out. Don't edit that out. <laughs> With all that being said, I'm Emma. I'm Holly. I'm Gracie. And, and we'll, we'll catch, catch you on the flippity flop. flop. <laughs> I did Gracie. it. Uh.